0: Of those tits
1: fart. Hi. I know it's been two years, but this message keeps me up at night. What does it mean?
2: Mm. Um, new phone, who dis?
3: Live from wherever you are and whenever you're listening to this, it's the Smoking Hot Podcast. With your host, Hot Toddy, starring Miranda, Ollie, Miss Pingrino, DJ Pork, Sheila, D.A. Williams, and Orson Welles. And featuring me, your announcer, Doc Summit. And now, here's your host... Hot Toddy.
4: Good morning, good evening, and good night. For whenever it is you're listening to this, to all the podcasters out there, welcome to an all new episode of the Smoking Hot Podcast. I'm Hot Toddy, and we've got another great episode coming your way this week. I am really, truly excited about this episode because it's an episode that deals with my all time favorite movie franchise, Star Wars. That's right. I know Star Wars has become somewhat of a punchline over the last few years, and rightfully so for some reasons, but. But uh, I'll, I still always enjoy it. I love all Star Wars movies, and uh, that's very important for you to know as we get into this because I'm going to be doing some nitpicking in this particular episode, and you may have guessed uh, from the title of this week's episode that I'm not... Too thrilled with the direction that Star Wars has gone into, uh, but I do love Star Wars, and that and that never changes. But uh, this trilogy that we just got finished with uh, was not what I expected it to be, and I, I bet if you asked a lot of Star Wars fans that, they would probably say the same thing. It makes me laugh though, because we did a Star Wars episode four years ago first episode of 2016, I remember it was, in the, it was in season two, and it was when I took Miss Ben to go see The Force Awakens, and how excited I was for her to see it, and how excited I was to go see it again, it was my third time seeing it, I loved that movie, I still love that movie, and it just, it was very it was a very optimistic time for uh, the Star Wars universe, and for Star Wars in general, uh, four years later we're, we're here, and we're like, okay, yeah, we see what you were trying to do, but it, it's not exactly what we were looking at, so... But it was still pretty good, so that's exactly what this episode is about, and that's why it's called Star Wars: The Rise of Mediocrity, because the films were not like not as good. Really, I don't think as as epic as the uh prequels were. Maybe that's just me. I mean, the prequels weren't great; they had a lot of problems. But I just don't think these movies were as epic. Force Awakens was was more ten times more epic. Uh, I it, it was competing with the originals, in my opinion. But The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker, not so much. And we're going to talk about that this week because I am going to give you my reviews on all three films, The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and The Rise of Skywalker. We're going to talk about some of the problems they had and some of the good things, uh, and, and all around try to leave you with a positive <laughs> insight on Star Wars. Again, I cannot stress enough, I love Star Wars, and that will never change, but I do need to nitpick a little bit. Um, and these reviews will only focus on the new trilogy, not Rogue One, not Solo, simply just Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and The Rise of Skywalker. So that's going to be uh, coming up this week. Uh, in addition to my reviews I have some hilarious uh, Star Wars themed sketches that we've written this week and the Todd cast team participates in them and I think you're really going to enjoy them they're they're really funny and uh, I, I don't I don't want to pat myself on the back here but when, when it comes to Star Wars knowledge I'm pretty affluent, if that makes sense and uh, so when you try to combine that with comedy it comes very easy so it's, you're you're gonna get a kick out of what I got coming up here you're, you're gonna love it so we've got Star Wars sketches we've got Star Wars reviews and I don't know an all new Ollie report fresh off his sixth anniversary spectacular, or whatever that was that we did last week. It was sort of a spectacular. It wasn't, it wasn't spectacular. It was I did, but we, we're back now, and he's starting a brand new year of the Ollie report. So, all of that, all of that, and more is coming your way on this very new episode of the Smoking
3: Hot Podcast. You're listening to Hot Totty on the Smoking Hot Podcast. <laughs>
4: I want to say on the outset of these reviews that there is not a single Star Wars film that I hate. I enjoyed all of them. I own all the Star Wars films. Even Solo and Rogue One, I own them all. There's not a single one that I hate. There are just some that I absolutely love, and then there's some that I like pretty good. And the three movies I'll be reviewing today share both of those qualities. And so, with that in mind, now that we know that I am an eternal Star Wars fanboy and will stay as such, let's get on with the reviews. We begin with Episode Seven. The Force Awakens. Now, I have always given The Force Awakens glowing reviews. It is actually one of my all-time favorite Star Wars movies. It's one of the ones that I love, as you would say. Let's just get this out in the open. The the ones that I absolutely love more than any of the other Star Wars movies are, of course, the original trilogy, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Uh, The Force Awakens, and Revenge of the Sith. I get a lot of flack for that. Please don't come at me sideways. I really enjoyed Revenge of the Sith. I thought it was the best one of the prequels. The prequels had their problems, but then again, these sequels have their problems. So, I mean, there's no reason to start pointing fingers and getting mad. I loved Revenge of the Sith bottom line now let's move on we are now here in the current films the last three that were just made and the force awakens like i said is one of the ones that i absolutely love and i i I think from as a star wars fan viewpoint uh you would have to look at it as well it's the first new star wars storyline of our generation we had the prequels but the prequels already had people that we knew and, and and it was it was this really the same story just you know what happened before that story so it wasn't really like an, a new storyline it was just the first half really of that story that our parents knew the original trilogy and so on and so forth Uh, now this is, we are now in 2015 picture it. Let's go back. It's 2015. And we have our first major star Wars film that has a new complete storyline. And how exciting is it? It's really exciting. And I know a lot of people were worried that it was going to suck, uh, that it was going to do as badly as the prequels. Uh, I I had a lot of hope for it and, uh, a new hope, if you will, I'm punning already. And it didn't, and it didn't disappoint. I loved the force awakens. I thought it was a great story. Uh, a lot of people say of course that it was just a rehash of a new hope a soft reboot if you will uh and i did see many elements of that i am no in no way denying that it was a soft reboot but it was a reboot that was well done and uh you know i i loved all the new characters that were introduced i mean from the force awakens standpoint if when you saw when you first saw that movie you looked at this and said this is going to be an amazing trilogy all they got to do is get the story right and they got that first story really good i mean it was perfect it again it was very symbolic of you know the the empire and the rebellion from the original trilogy now you have the first order and the resistance so it's a continuation of that story but i thought it was really well done so you had these new characters you find out that the main bad guy is is han solo and princess leia's son i mean it's it, it's it's very gripping star wars has always been a space opera and has done very well with that and so it, it, the storyline was just great and then you meet this new girl named ray she's the force is strong with her but who is she that was my favorite part of these last five years is who is she who who was who she a part of whose family is she a part of? Um, and so, you know, I, I love that aspect. And then a, a, a rogue stormtrooper is our middle lead. I think that's, just, that's a lot of fun. You know, I, I think that was really cool because you never saw that. You never saw somebody from the Empire deflect to the rebellion. It just didn't happen. Uh, so it was cool to see that. And all the other characters were, were really awesome. And then it was great to see all the, you know, the classic people from the original trilogy. And uh, I mean, it just, it just was filled with nostalgia and filled with the hope of a new fun story for Star Wars. And that's what it was. And it was, it was masterfully put together and very well done. Uh, and of course, you know, we had the very sad ending where Han Solo is murdered by his son. Uh, that, I was not expecting that. I was not expecting that at all. I'll never forget it. I was in the theater and I immediately realized what was going to happen the second han solo stood on that got onto that bridge when he confronted his son i said oh my god no they can't they can't be doing this they can't be killing off han solo but they did and though it was gut-wrenching to see one of your all-time favorite characters be killed off in such a just horrible way it really it made it clear that this is what this trilogy was about it was like Indi- and that's really what every era of Star Wars is about. It's about tearing down the old and bringing in the new. And so th- that's what this was doing. It was sim- This was telling us, all right, prepare yourself, because that's not the only death you're going to see in these next three movies. It- it's going to be... Not a bloodbath. I don't want to say that, but it, it there's going to be a lot of people dying, and we just want you to be prepared for that. And so that's what the and so that's what I liked about that aspect was that like, you know this is a new beginning, and you got to be ready for it. You got to be prepared. There's going to be a lot of fun adventures. It's going to be exciting, crazy, and there was a lot of promise in the Force Awakens. There was a lot of you know, excitement built up and it wasn't too cluttered. You know, it was, and then that's a problem we're going to get into here. And in in the next movies, the The force awakens was not cluttered. It was a good story put together. And like I said, it was very reminiscent of a new hope. It was just, you know, it was point by point by point. And so that, that was a, like I said, it was a really strong start to a new era of star Wars. And I loved it. I, I look at the force awakens as one of the best movies Uh, in the star wars universe and i loved it more than the next two movies we're going to talk about we'll get to those here shortly but i absolutely love force awakens i
3: think it's the best of the new trilogy without a doubt you're listening to the most splendiferous the most fantastic the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts the smoking hot podcast
5: what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things i have ever heard at no point in your rambling, incoherent response, were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul.
4: All right, Chewie, we should be well out of reach of the Empire now. Take us out of light speed.
0: We're about to crash land on that planet, hold on!
4: That was close. Where are we, anyway?
0: Wait. What's the name? You don't say. Really? We've... We've landed on Earth. I've only heard stories of
4: this planet. Many people think it's a myth. It's an amazing planet. It's a free planet. It doesn't adhere to a galactic government. It has many different seasons of weather, both warm and cold, tons of different personalities and beliefs. It's a legendary planet. And Chewie, we've made it here. We've made it to this magnificent planet. Let us go now, my friend. Let us go and explore this fascinating place. Well, Chewie, here we are. The coldest location on this planet It's called Antarctica It's an entire continent of snow Yeah, that's that's my question too If um, if this is the coldest spot Then why is it almost 85 degrees? Like I'm wearing my big poofy jacket That I wear on Hoth, you know And I'm sweating my ass off (laughs) Well, that's because you're covered in hair, buddy I can't help that Aren't these people aware of climate change? This is really serious. Well, they have heard of it, but they just don't care. I have a bad feeling about this. Alright, Chewie, are you ready for this? They called this television, and you can watch the inhabitants of Earth doing different things. You know, you'd think with as much advanced technology that we have in our galaxy, We'd have television, but have you ever seen anything like that? I know, right? Nine movies and not once. Well, anyway, let's flip it on. Oh, look, there's the leader of the United
0: States. Ace right. the Democrats are lying to you. They keep saying that I'm corrupt and that I colluded with Russia to get elected president. But that's fake news. It's fake news. That's fake news. Look what happened. They impeached me, and the Senate found me not guilty. No collusion. Granted, the Senate is completely controlled by my party, and they blocked all witnesses and all the evidence from being presented, but I'm innocent. I'm innocent. I just want to be your humble leader.
4: (laughs) You're right, Chewie. The United States has their own Emperor Palpatine. Yeesh. Let's see what else is on. My 600-pound life. The Bachelor. Keeping up with the Kardashians. How embarrassing. What are these people doing? They have this magnificent medium, and they flush it down the toilet. Ugh. Hmm. This show looks pretty good. The Mandalorian. Let's give it a try. (laughs) Ah, what a beautiful day, huh, (laughs) Chewie? Big blue sky, bright sun. It's so warm. The weather on this planet
0: is amazing. The next day. What the hell? I've never seen so much rain in my life.
2: The next day.
0: Ah, it was 70 degrees Monday, 60 yesterday. How is it 15 and snowing today?
4: (laughs) Oh right, that whole global warming thing. I told you I had a bad feeling about this. There it is, Chewie. The place that supposedly serves the warrior's drink. The drink that all men and women on this planet crave. It's called coffee. well, it's definitely called Star-something, but not Star Wars, you goof.
1: Okay, here's an iced cafe mocha for, uh, is it, is it hand? Iced cafe mocha for hand. Is there a hand here? Or maybe it's ham? Is ham here? Where's ham? Um,
4: it's mine and my name is Han.
1: Like it matters. And also I have a white chocolate mocha for, oh boy. Chair backwash? Is there a chair backwash here? White chocolate mocha for a chair backwash. <laughs> Jesus, fine, here, take a chill pill, you big walking carpet.
4: Oh, uh, I don't feel good today, Chewy. I think I need to go to the doctor. So, Doc, what do I have?
1: Well, Mr. Solo, the flu has been going around, and I'm afraid you have it.
4: The flu? Well, how long does that last? At least a few days. Uh.
1: No worries. I'm giving you some antibiotics. That will help.
4: Oh, man. I love you. I know. Wait, what? Ah, Chewy, I'm back to normal. I feel 100% better. <laughs>
1: Doctor, what do I have now? Well, Mr. Sholo, I'm afraid you have the coronavirus.
4: The coronavirus?
1: Yeah, it's been going around lately.
4: Chewie, let's get the fuck off of this horrible planet. Okay, I'm back now. I have my water. I'm going to need it to get through these next couple of reviews because I got a lot to say about them, <laughs> about these last two movies. Um, well, we've talked about The Force Awakens, and uh, I gushed over it. I would call it—I've called it one of my all-time favorite Star Wars films. And now it is time to get into a couple of films uh, that I liked from the Star Wars universe, not loved. Uh, the first one, of course, being the second film in this new trilogy, The Last Jedi. Now, as I said in the last review, in the in the Force Awakens one, the Force Awakens started out as an extremely promising new storyline. It was very Star Wars. It was it was like the classic Star Wars that we were used to when we were kids. And so I was like, "Yeah, this is great. This is what we need. It's a it's an all new era. Let's do this. Let's go head first. Let's let's kick some Star Wars ass. At- let's do this thing." And then Last Jedi comes along. And I felt like it all just screeched to a halt the whole movie the whole movie deals with two things well three things and, and and that's why and that's the beginning of one of the biggest problems that Star Wars movies has and a lot of sci-fi movies in general have nowadays is that they try to cram in too much into one film and that's what the last Jedi did you have Poe Princess Leia and 3PO and all of them they're dealing with the first order coming after them this is the first Star Wars movie that immediately takes place after the previous Star Wars movie every movie takes place like you know like a year or maybe two or three years after the last one this one a few minutes later right after the destroyed Star Killer base the first order is on their tail ready to take them out right okay so the whole movie is like the slow car chase that's it it's a slow car chase between the First Order and the Resistance, and Laura Dern is in charge of the getaway car, essentially. And I'm just like, what? and where was Laura Dern in the first movie? That's what I I'm, see. I'm, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get upset talking about Last Jedi. I liked the Last Jedi, but it, it is, it is a frustrating Star Wars film. Any Star Wars fan will tell you that that it is a frustrating Star Wars film. Uh, where was her character? In the first in the first movie, how does she just appear all of a sudden in the last Jedi? Just stuff like that bothers me. And then the secondary story is 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 Finn going off to find a a code breaker who can break the codes in the ship that would essentially disable their tracking device and so that way, that way the resistance can get away. See the whole point of the movie is that the First Order has found a way to track resistance ships in hyperspace, and light speed no spaceship has ever been able to do that apparently in the Star Wars universe before so this is news to them or now Finn has to go find a code breaker uh, in order to break the code and blah 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 you see where I'm going with this. Okay so So he he brings along this girl named Rose and that we'll get to her in a minute and and he goes off and tries to find this so we're following his adventures then you got the first order chasing the resistance and then of course you have ray who is like the next jedi next big thing in the galaxy going to hunt down luke skywalker the last scene in the force awakens of course as you recall is her confronting luke skywalker and handing him his lightsaber and that's the that's the only scene he is in in the entire film and then the movie ends then that's and it's a very symbolic moment it's a very powerful moment and then that we go back to that moment in The Last Jedi. She hands him the lightsaber, he takes it, he looks at it and throws it away. And you come to find out that he's just a cynical asshole now. This guy who deeply believed in the Jedi and deeply believed in hope for the future and hope for the future of the Jedi in the, in the original trilogy and who was the last hope of the Jedi in the last films all of a sudden has said, I, fuck it, fuck it. The, n- none of this matters. None of that magical stuff matters. Fuck it. Evil will always take charge and be supreme in the galaxy and it's like why why is why what is this it just it was irritating as hell and and then you know of course i mean i, I could go on all day here I, I we've got a lot of stuff going on in this week's episode you've already you've already heard a lot there's a lot and there's still more to come so i want to try to keep this short as possible but here's here's my biggest complaints Okay, getting back to the Rose character. This girl named Rose is introduced uh, in the film. Uh, Her sister sacrificed herself uh, to save the Resistance. She's sad about it, Uh, and she really has nobody in her life now. And then Finn comes along and essentially becomes like a pseudo-love interest? Pseudo-brother? It's never really explained. But anyway, so they go off on their adventures and they, they try, they get the code breaker and it doesn't work, whatever. And then, okay, fine. Okay, so we introduce this new character. You, th- you think that Rose is sort of going to be like the new Lando, you know? She's the fourth person that was introduced because you have Poe, Dameron, uh, Oscar Isaacs, Finn, uh, John Boyega, and, and then Ray, uh, who's of course Daisy Ridley. And then you have Rose, played by Kelly Marie Tran. You don't know this, but I had to stop recording and go look up her name because I couldn't remember her name because that's how forgettable her character is. No, no offense to Kelly Marie Tran, but her character was so forgettable that I forgot who played her. So they go off and do their thing. And they fail. They fail the mission. The whole thing that they went off to go do, they failed. They found Benicio Del Toro, who was not the codebreaker they were looking for, but said he could do it. And then he double crosses them and hands them over to the First Order. And they're getting ready to be killed. Until the Resistance, by themselves, figure out a way... <laughs> Sorry they figured out a way to get away from the first order they figured it out themselves so the whole Thin and rose thing was a waste so again the story was too cluttered. You didn't have to do that. I just, I don't know. It just, it, that, that, that bugged me. And and then then the biggest thing that got on my nerves was the fact that Leader Snoke gets killed in this film. Leader Snoke is essentially like the Palpatine character in, in, in the new, this new Star Wars story. He's the guy in charge of the First Order, and he is the Jedi Master, if you will, over Kylo Ren, uh, Ben Solo, Leia and Han's son. And Kylo Ren kills him. He brings Ray to him, and he's gonna kill Ray, but then he says, "No, Kylo Ren, you kill Ray." And he's like, he's taunting them. It's like, hey kill the person, kill the person that you want dead the most." That's essentially what he's saying. And he kills Snoke. If there if there, there's never been a bigger middle finger in the Star Wars universe to a character and to the fans who are trying to figure out who this character is and what it was about, than doing that, than killing him. So they killed Snoke. So Snoke apparently didn't matter. That was that we've been we, we at that point we speculated speculated for two years trying to figure out who is and he didn't matter. He just gets killed. And you think Kylo Ren was redeemed? No. Now he just he just wants more and more power. So he's turning even more and more to the dark side. See, <sighs> it's just too much. There's too much going on. And sort of the dumbest thing that I think happened in the Last Jedi was Princess Leia or general leia as she's known in in this in this era of star wars gets sucked out into space <laughs> i'm sorry they shoot the ship she's on and destroy the bridge and she gets sucked out into space as well as Admiral Akbar and all these other characters, and you think, okay, well, she, she's dead. That's it. Okay, that's how they killed off Carrie Fisher. You know, it was a dramatic way to go. She was fighting right to the very end. Oh, no. No, no. No, she wasn't done yet. Now, she used the force to pull herself, not Admiral Akbar, nobody else, just to pull herself back into the ship, and she survives the damn thing. Need I remind you, this movie came out in December 2017, a year after Carrie Fisher's death. They had they had the perfect out to take her away from the series after her death, and they brought her back to life. Why? It, I'm sorry, that was the dumbest scene in the movie. I, I really didn't understand that. I can already tell. I've gone on with this for a while now, so let, let's just wrap it up. Those are my bitter complaints about uh, the Last Jedi. There's just too much going on, and a lot of the stuff that went on in those in the movie didn't make sense. It didn't, and it didn't need to happen. That's my review of the Last Jedi. It was okay, but it it could have been done a lot better. Uh, In terms of recommendation, like I would completely recommend The Force Awakens. I I would only to anybody. I would only recommend the Last Jedi if you are a true Star Wars fan and you wanted to know if you wanted to continue the story. You need to watch. Last Jedi. Also, something I want to touch on here because I didn't touch it in the, in, in the Force Awakens review. You know, they call Rey, the character of Rey, a Mary Sue. And if you don't know what that means, a Mary Sue is used to describe a fictional character, usually female, who is seen as too perfect and almost boring for lack of flaws. So she's she is a flawless person. She there's really nothing wrong with her. Uh, and she's a Mary Sue, Mary Sue. You'll find out she has the ultimate flaw in the last film. And I actually like that cuz it's like the ultimate middle finger to everybody who says she was a Mary Sue leading up to the Rise of Skywalker. So stay tuned for that.
3: Hello, this is President Barack Obama and we're listening
4: to Hot Toddy on the Smoking Hot podcast. And that was authentic.
3: I promise. The Smokin' Hot Podcast presents The Ollie Report, a segment dedicated to extremely professional and hard-hitting journalism. Reports on headlines straight off the news ticker through the eyes of Ollie. And now, The Ollie Report.
4: Hello, and welcome to an all-new Ollie Report. I'm Hot Toddy. I tell you, we're still trying to come down from last week's 6th anniversary spectacular, or the lack thereof, because we really didn't celebrate. But regardless, it was a lot of fun, and, uh, well, there was a lot of questions that came pouring in after said event last week, so we thought we would tackle those and some frequently asked questions about the Ollie Report in a segment we like to call Frequently asked questions about the Ollie report. I couldn't answer these questions alone, obviously. So here to help answer those questions with me is the one and only Ollie. Hello, sir. Have you ever had a knot in your ass hair before? I have one right now, and it hurts like hell. All right, already off to a horrible start. Well, what do you say we answer some of these questions, Ollie? Hashtag I'll take that as a yes. Here's a really good one. We start out with this. This is Dean from Seymour, Tennessee. He asks, "Why is President Trump obsessed with us?" Boy, if I had an answer for that, we probably would have gotten him off the show by now. Yeah, Dean, I, I'm not sure why he's so obsessed with us, but we try to make it a point to make sure that he's not on the Ollie Report every single week because that would get monotonous. <laughs> boys just pass him through. Trump 2020, no collusion my life. Right there with you. Well, Jane from Memphis asks a very nice question. She says, how has therapy helped Ollie? Would you like to take that question? Absolutely, Hot Toddy. I'll tell you, Jane, it's helped out immensely. You know, Hot Toddy is a slave driver. He makes me do all these different stories, makes me go out and cover all these dangerous things, especially anything that deals with the president because he knows I'm going to get
0: my butt kicked. What I really need is a vacation. There's a palm tree. There's the ocean. I'm sitting on some sand. It's very coarse. Relax. Relaxing. The sun feels good on my skin. Things like that. You know
4: what really matters? Hang on, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm sorry. Are you saying that I'm stressing you out and you need to take more vacations?
0: Yeah, uh, Toddy. I mean, I, I didn't want to say anything. But doctor lady says
4: I should tell you when you're bothering me. So, yeah, that's the truth. I need to take more vacations. More vacations?
0: You take more vacations than anybody on this show? You've been on vacation when
4: we've done the Ollie Report before. Oh, yeah. Hold on to your butt. I'm on vacation. What do you mean you're on vacation? Well, this week's episode was based around a vacation, so I decided to take one. That's fake news. I don't remember that. Uh Uh-huh. So am I really pushing you as hard as you say? No comment. That's what I thought. Here's the next question. Uh, This comes from Seth in Alabama. For God's sakes, knock off that tickety-tickety-tickety sound. Okay, real clever, Seth. Yeah, thanks. I believe Seth is referring to our teletype machine that gives us the news. Yeah, how the hell else are we supposed to know what's going on? Patience! Exactly. Knock off that tickety ticket. You know what? Only journalists understand the importance of that sound. Yeah, that's news coming through. Exactly. It's our ticket to the outside world. That's how we know what's going on. That's how we rub out all the fake news. Because the real news comes through, and we know what's going on. Absolutely. But I'm with you. It's getting on my nerves. Can we shut it off for this episode? Come on! Yeah,
0: really? I'm tugging on my testicles
4: here! Oh, there we go.
2: Yeah, that's a lot better.
4: Yeah, I didn't miss it last week, did you?
0: Not at all! <sighs>
4: Thanks, Seth. All right, uh, here's a question from Ralph in Alabama. Why doesn't Ollie run for president? No, 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 no! You
0: really... I've been thinking about it, but I didn't want to put it out there. The democratic field is already so vast, what with
2: Bernie, Elizabeth, Bloomberg, and so on. But maybe I should. No. Maybe I should run for president. No. Yes, hot
0: daddy. Here and now. I'm officially announcing my candidacy for...
2: (laughs) No.
4: No. No. Never. Never. Ah. That's going to do it for the Ollie Report this week. Tune in next time for another headline ripped from the Ollie news ticker. Until then, have a good day and an Ollieful week.
6: Hot Toddy. Hot Toddy. Hot
3: Toddy. You're tuned into the Smokin' Hot podcast with your host, Hot Toddy, who's always looking real good.
2: Hey, does this suit make me look fat? No, 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 your face does.
0: One man great till they gotta be great. Don't text me, say it straight to my face. Press friends set me down on the salon chair. Shampoo press get you out of my hair. That's what I'm doing, baby. I'm washing all, all those Jedi out of my hair. I just took a DNA test, turns out. I'm 100% that's it. <laughs> gotta go, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go! Uh, occupied. Sorry, Lord Vader. I got a turtle head poking out. Oh, good God. Here we go! <laughs> Oh, my damn, Master. Holy. Oh, I got all kinds of evil coming out of me. Not the good kind, though. Uh, talk about Dark Sidious. I just serious all over this turret. Master, please, I mean no disrespect, but I'm in the shower, and you've completely grossed up the bathroom. Oh my god, it smells smell horrible in here! Could you please just give me a few minutes to finish? Oh, 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 excuse me, Lord Vader. I didn't realize your share was so much more important than my prairie dogging butthole. Oh. Oh. And I'm not gonna... Wait. Why are you wearing your helmet? What? You're taking a share, but you're still wearing your helmet. Why are you still wearing your helmet? Hmm, good question. And furthermore, how can you take a share when you can't survive without your suit? Not to mention, you don't have arms or legs. I don't know. That's weird. And remember, there is no fish stick like Mrs. Penn's. Yes. Oh, yes. They're even better raw.
3: Okay, time to wrap. You're listening to the
4: Smoky Light Podcast. And all good things must come to an end. Uh, The final Star Wars film in this trilogy, uh, because Disney has said they've already got a new trilogy in mind with new characters and all this, so that'll be coming out in the near future, but the the Skywalker saga officially came to an end in December with uh, The Rise of Skywalker, which I consider to be the worst of the three films that created this trilogy again i must point out i am a huge star wars fan and i and i generally enjoyed the movie but this one had so many problems that I am I I don't think I have enough time to go into them. Uh, but I'll just go over uh, the biggest ones, really. Uh, the, the, the the biggest problem was it was way too rushed. We talked about in the last Jedi review how there were so many different plots going on, so many different stories to follow. I, I, I couldn't follow all the ones in The Rise of Skywalker. There was too much going on. Now granted, there's going to be a lot of thinking back on this one because I've only seen The Rise of Skywalker once in theaters. It's not out on, on DVD yet and or on Disney Plus, obviously, so I've not watched it again. So I'm, I'm just kind of trying to remember everything that happened in it. So we may not, we may not go down plot by plot as we did in, in Last Jedi. But yeah, the, the movie was too rushed. There was just too much going on. Again, going from planet to planet, trying to find people to help the Resistance destroy the First Order. And it just, it just, and then Lando gets shoehorned in, Lando Calrissian comes back, uh, you know. I thought, I mean, that was awesome, don't get me wrong. I'm for a certain amount of fan service. There's Sometimes when you can go overboard with fan service, but I think I do like some fan service. And for Star Wars, yeah, to have Luke, Han, Leia, Chewie, three PO, R two, and Lando back in in. In some form or fashion, in all three films, I thought that was great, and I, I thought it—I thought it meant a lot. But to be honest, Lando was useless in this film. Uh, but a lot of people were. That's the—that's the problem. There was so much going on that most of the characters in this movie meant nothing to the movie. I mean, we—we we went to a planet in this movie that we don't even remember. I don't even remember what happened. And then, of course, the big reveal. The big reveal came with the first uh, trailer for the film. We find out that Palpatine emperor palpatine chancellor palpatine from the prequels the emperor from the original films and now this completely almost corpse-like old man now palpatine is still alive he didn't get killed in return of the jedi and with with that and that's that's my biggest issue with the rise of skywalker with that it was official that the original trilogy meant nothing because luke clearly was not the last hope Clearly, he didn't save the day as much as we thought he did. And Vader did not kill the Emperor when he threw him off the ledge. He sacrificed himself for nothing. Palpatine is still alive. So this trilogy pretty much retconned the whole original trilogy, the films that we love the most. And, and that was, that made me kind of bitter, but I'm like, okay, fine, fine, Palpatine is back. Let's see what they do. Come to find out the man was puppeteering this whole trilogy the whole time. He was Snoke, he was voicing Snoke. He was like using him literally as a puppet to seduce fucking Kylo Ren. So Palpatine gets Kylo Ren. I don't know what kind of erection, what kind of horniness Palpatine has for the Skywalker family, but it, it gets really weird. He will not let it go. But but apparently, you know, Kylo Ren, is, he's had all this conflict all this time through all these films. He's been hearing the voices of, of his mother, of his father, of Darth Vader, of Snoke. And as it turns out, it was Palpatine this whole time. Whatever. Okay, fine. So he goes to try to kill Palpatine. Because again, remember, at the end of The Last Jedi, he kills Snoke. Kylo Ren kills Snoke because he wants all the power in the universe. Well, he can't have all the power in the universe if the Emperor is still alive. So he goes to kill him. And then he ends up striking a deal with him. All right, fine. Bring, he's like, bring me Rey. Bring me. The girl. <sighs> and he's like, okay, fine. And you'll have all the power in the galaxy. First of all, never believe Palpatine. If you're a Star Wars fan, you know. Rule number one: don't believe Palpatine. He's just, he's too evil. It'll never work out for you. So, and so we, we go off on this crazy adventure and I just, it, it was so much. I can't, I can't even remember everything that went on in the movie, but again, these are my biggest nitpicking things. Okay. So it was too rushed. Uh, and then when they all go off on their little adventure, this is what I was talking about in the last review, the character of Rose Tico played by Kelly Marie Tran, that character, such a big part of the last Jedi and the rise of Skywalker, nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives a fuck about her in this film. They don't care if she's dead or alive. Finn and Poe and Chewie and and BB-8, they all go off on this big adventure to try to save the day. And Rose is like, oh, I'm coming with you, right? Because I'm now a big character in the Star Wars universe. And they're like, no, get lost. Fuck off. You're not gonna come with us. And and she's in that scene, and then one other one towards the end, and that's it. Nobody gives a shit about Rose. That was such a wasted character. What was even the point of bringing her in the movie? And I haven't even talked about the romance element of this movie. we have not even got into it. Again, I, you know, in The Last Jedi, you, you think that Finn and Rose are gonna get together. They don't get to Together, and Finn, again, tells Rey, He's the one that tells her, fuck off. Not really fuck off, but tells her, no, you're not coming with us on this. So they're, they're obviously not going to get together. Finn repeatedly talks about his love for Ray. He never tells Ray that he loves her. So nobody gets anybody in this film. There's no... And, and and that doesn't really bother me too much, but it's the fact that they were harboring feelings and they didn't tell each other. Or they you know, or Finn just loved Ray, whatever, and then nobody said anything. That bothers me. It shouldn't ever come up then. So that gets unresolved. And then we start just introducing random characters, because now they don't give a shit. They're like, We're gonna we're gonna just introduce people, they're gonna say hi, and then they're just gonna walk out of the scene. Uh there was the there was the character of Jenna, because Finn and Poe end up landing on a, a desert planet where we find out that there's a whole group of Of rogue stormtroopers so Finn wasn't the only one there there it's a population of rogue stormtroopers they agreed to go help the resistance to take down the First Order and the ensuing new Empire uh, that Palpatine is creating Uh, but we, we get introduced to a specific girl named Jana played by Naomi Ackle I think that's her name she talks for like one scene and then we learn nothing else about her we know nothing about her she just gets introduced and then she just gets sidelined same for Carrie Russell's character she's an old friend of Poe Dameron's named Zori Bliss she gives him something she helps him on this one planet they land on and then we never hear from her again until she appears at the very end and that's another relationship that does not get seen through Poe is crazy about her she kind of teases him and and hints that maybe she is but she doesn't want to let him in I, I don't mean that suggestively either i'm just saying and then they're never resolved it never gets resolved and getting back to janna which really irritates me at the, at the very end of the movie when they're all celebrating that they destroyed the first order Jana says something to the effect of you know like hey i don't really know what my to lando to lando calrissian i don't really know what my purpose is and lando you think lando is about to say i'm your father hey cult 45 he doesn't he doesn't! He just... He, okay, and now I feel like I'm just... <laughs> now I just feel like I'm just nitpicking random things. Again, I've not seen the movie since the first time I saw it in December, so I, I, I'm i just... I'm literally just hitting the highlights of the things I remember, but you think that there's gonna be like a bonding moment between Calrissian and, and Jana, and then that doesn't get resolved. There's so much not resolved because this movie was so rushed with a million plot lines. They should have taken this movie and spliced it into two. God forbid that a Star Wars story has four movies in it instead of three you know so they have to cram it all in there and of course the big reveal in the film we find out who's ray's family was it's the palpatine she's palpatine's granddaughter so some point in time palpatine got laid i'm going to say it wasn't the person he did it with was not a willing participant anyway they have a son and you find out that ray is Uh, Palpatine's granddaughter, and that's the big flaw I mentioned earlier. That's why she's no longer a Mary Sue, in my opinion, because she's got this ultimate flaw. How great of a Jedi can she be if she's got that much of the dark side within her bloodstream? You know? It, It just, it's whatever, but... You know, goodness prevails. They they do end up destroying it. So spoilers from here on out. If you've not seen the movie, then I would suggest fast-forwarding at this point. Uh, they do destroy Palpatine again. Palpatine is killed again. Uh, hopefully, this is it. You, we never know. We don't know how this is going to work. Palpatine is killed a, a second time. Uh, his little uh, empire that he was building is destroyed. Rey is now the new hope, the new Jedi in the galaxy. Uh, am I missing anything here? That's about it. It. And that's another thing that I complained about when I watched this movie is that at least the very end of the movie was such a ripoff of return of the Jedi. If you complained that force awakens was just a soft reboot of a new hope, you, you have to say that the rise of Skywalker is return of the Jedi in disguise because Palpatine's big plan is that he had created this armada of the star destroyer ships, uh, that w- that will create the new empire. It was, it would essentially take down the first order and the resistance and create the new empire and, uh, they all go, the resistance all goes and destroys them, uh, after destroying the first Order, it really gets kind of convoluted. You don't really know who is the bad guy anymore. Is it Palpatine? Is it the first order? It's, it's all really just muddled again. It was just so sloppily put together. It just, I, I don't know. It just a, a lot of complaints. Just a lot of loose ends. Bottom line, when it comes to The Rise of Skywalker, there's a lot of loose ends that did not get tied up. And you don't do that in a Star Wars story. You just don't do that. And it just, it just seemed really rushed and cluttered. And so it created kind of a clusterfuck of a film. Um, so again, it was enjoyable. Uh, again, I've, I will say it a million times. I do not hate any of the Star Wars movies. Probably sounds like it now that I complained about it to the point of nausea. But I, I just I'm nitpicking. I'm nitpicking a lot of the things wrong with it. And that's this is my review of The Rise of Skywalker. Again, if you are a major Star Wars fan, go see it. But if not, don't go see it. It's not worth it. It's just a muddled, cluttered story. That didn't really have a satisfying ending in my opinion and and so that's why I think this is the weakest trilogy of the Star Wars saga is because it just... It, it didn't have a story. It started out with a story and then it turned into Action Fest and forgot the story along the way and its characters. If you had just had, you know, Finn, Poe, Ray, and the original people, that would have been fine. But you kept introducing more and more people as these movies went on and you never tied up their loose ends. And so it just, it just made it completely unmemorable in in my opinion so there you have it there's the rise of skywalker and the new trilogy of star wars may the force be with you
3: Orson Wells smoking hot Toddcast promos take one
4: okay Mr. Wells uh, just do your spiel your usual thing there and say hello this is Orson Wells and you're listening to the smoking hot Toddcast
0: ah the French
4: champagne no 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 hold it all right Mr. Wells just say this is Orson Wells and you're listening to the smoking hot podcast okay go again yes
0: oh no, yes they're even better raw cut. Alright, d- do it again. Alright, and action. Look, I don't need to do this. I've got a fish stick commercial in an hour.
5: Oh, what the hell? I need the money.
4: The Smokin' Hot Toddcast. Penis.
5: Cut! The Smokin' Hot- Hello, I'm Orson Welles.
4: Ah! So, Woo. so, uh, what? butt sweat. <laughs>
5: DJ Butt Sweat.
4: Oh my god, is that gonna be his name? <laughs>
5: yeah, DJ Butt Sweat. I mean, you know what
4: I- <laughs> You just snorted. Or DJBS. i yes. I snorted. I don't think I've ever done that.
5: DJBS. How about that?
4: <laughs> DJBM. Uh, <laughs> <and> the rightness. The <laughs> a face. Uh, Sheila's making a face. S Mark is replying. He replied back. What did he say?
6: You're way too connected about my roommate's butt situation. Con- oh, wait, concerned
4: i bet it's the way and i gotta agree with them <laughs> i gotta agree with them on a certain extent okay look Why are we
5: worrying about some guy's butt sweat this <laughs> month? like we're making it a centerpiece of this show here's
4: here's what happened okay when when we got here tonight me and t-dog were the first to get here t-dog it's ready to sit in the seat uh, and he sees wet and There's wet in the seat. There's wet in it.
0: Well, dude moved over
4: first. That's yeah. Mark's uh, roommate was sitting in the seat and when he came up there was wet in it and so T-Dog asks the, the, the burning question, why is there wet in the chair? Are you wet? <laughs> and this is what dude said. He said, and I quote, oh, well, I went running and I got pretty sweaty but I, I took a shower so it should be fine. So now the question is, was it sweat? Was it shower water? Was Make it both? Yeah. I think it was butt waterfalls. And and we've come to the conclusion that we think it's butt waterfalls, as Sheila puts it. So <laughs>
6: that's the that's the that's the medical term. <laughs>
4: that's the consensus of what this is. So the
6: reason why, as I explained to him, was I have never known someone to butt leak through their clothes?
4: What? Yeah.
6: This is a mystery that I must solve.
4: And and, and Sheila's all about it, about it because she can't figure it <laughs> out. Case.
6: She's I can't figure it out.
5: She's obsessed. And when but when I it's can fine.
6: rationally, and logically put something together, what, okay. sometimes your
5: butt sweats. <laughs> Through
6: like
4: your
5: no. pants? Well, he wasn't
4: wearing denim or anything. He was wearing like exercise pants, so maybe. Ew. Just, just, dude. So
5: just Google sweating through your pants and do an image search. I'm sure you'll get like Google a ton sweaty
4: pants. Yeah. sweaty
5: pants. Google it. I do
4: not want to get an image search. In trouble. I feel like
5: you'll probably get put on I'll a list. Do it. Fine, I'll, I'll, I'll do, do it. You probably get put no, on a list. I've
4: got a computer right here. Fine.
5: You will probably get put on a list, Todd.
4: Sweaty ass. I just typed it and hit enter.
5: Sweaty, yeah. Swamp ass
4: is the first thing that comes up.
5: Swamp ass. Yeah, and
4: first
6: of all, you will find that that says in hit like in humid weathers, and this is winter. We are so
4: 30 30-something degrees. What do you want me swamp, to look swamp, up? Tell me word. Tell me word for word what you want me to look up. Ask
5: water for
6: someone. <laughs> what causes someone to leave water through their shorts?
5: To <laughs> leave. feel like you're gonna get a lot of different answers for that to one. To leave water.
4: Through their pants, we'll say. Yeah. Uh, soiling. <laughs> soiling. Soiling is the first thing they have. So <laughs> he must have done something.
6: <laughs> I am solving the mystery. Wait, wait, wait your, your
4: yoga pants are polluting the water you drink. <laughs> oh no! What? what?
5: No. Every, yoga every
4: year the average American throws away 70 pounds of clothing, sending massive oh. amounts of textiles. I don't do that. Well, that has nothing to do with what we're looking for, but no. that is interesting. I'll come back to that. <laughs> I don't
5: throw like here, here's a
4: Here's a link that says I pooped my pants, and here's what <laughs> <laughs> here's what it's like living with IBS. Oh. Um. If you put someone's hands on warm water while they're sitting, yeah, we know
5: that, though. I pooped my pants? I, is this the hyperlink? That is
4: the link. I pooped my pants I right just, here.
5: I just suddenly, like, envision one of those commercials, you know, where they they ha- have they have like a really serious testimonial of like it's like do you ever poop your pants? I like sometimes, my sometimes.
6: I, I just, used to
5: poop my pants so all the time. I had time. to share,
6: I had to share with S uh, uh, with S Dog that the Google search tells us that he pooped himself.
5: S Dog?
4: What happened there, S <laughs> Dog S Mark. S Mark there's there's S, there's T Dog and
5: S Mark. Oh, S-Dawg. they became one for a second. <laughs> You guys came together in a veritable Frankenstein oh, monster for a second <laughs> <laughs> why did you
4: what did you tell him because I got lost after
0: you said that uh,
6: uh-uh. the Google search tells us <laughs>
5: <laughs> what well, was clear it looked like <laughs> yeah. what is what
6: it was clear.
5: It was more like maybe a he treated steam. himself
6: to like one of those like um, the thing where they shove the hose up your butt and then like shove a whole bunch of water to rinse out your. Butt. Oh, oh
4: that enema. Enema, yeah. Yeah,
6: maybe he enema himself.
4: <laughs> that's still not great. Well, hey, that dude. doesn't mean that doesn't do <laughs> you well for way. us. Yeah. If,
6: you ha- if you had like the choice between like pooping yourself and you got an enema, you probably go with enema.
4: I would go with enema, but I mean that's still not great.
6: <laughs> I'm on the mystery. She can't get over it. I DJ can't. DJ
5: Sheila Mysteries. <laughs>
6: <laughs> it's like in grad school, I have to, like, you know, solve all the... Uh, every time a, a research question is posed, I try to solve it. This well, just my latest research question.
4: That's not a bad thing, I will say. But why does God got be about butts, uh, butt sweat and, and waterfalls?
6: But I have never! <laughs> it's like... 38 years met another individual who has like he, he just leaked out their butt.
4: All he said was
6: Enough to leave the chair wet. And, up. Say- and I've known people who've done like mile runs.
4: <laughs> you like, like, you're like still marathons. Thinking, you're still thinking it's like feces.
6: I'm saying I don't know. That's the thing. Because if it was clear, I have no idea. Why
5: do you want to know so badly?
6: <laughs> because it's an anomaly.
5: That's all you, boo. I move. wonder how
6: many times, like, you know, S. Mark has sat in, in, in wet Mark's. <laughs> around his apartment. As imagine, I now imagine in wet
4: marks, wetness. <laughs> yeah, like
6: wet marks, wetness. So now imagine his roommate like a dog that rubs his butt across the carpet.
4: Oh, God. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'm sure S. Mark's roommate probably has like an official wet chair
5: that he sits in. because
4: <laughs> He has to sit in it because he gets so wet from the butt. Salt.
5: Yeah. Who's the Scooby-Doo? That's what this? I
6: really <laughs> do. I feel like we're Scooby-Doing this.
5: Who's the Scooby Doo? He's like do gonna this? come
6: out and to be like, there was never an actual like running. Yeah. So he just leaked out his butt.
5: Pork,
4: pork is uh, is Daphne. You're I'm Daph why am I Daphne? You're Velma.
6: I'm very much a Velma.
4: Uh, why am I Daphne? I'm Fred even though I'm not like handsome or cool. Who's I'd Shaggy and Scoob?
5: Uh, I thought I would be Shaggy.
4: No, because you're not scared all the time. You're just you're kind of like just laid back. Daphne was laid back. Yeah. I have
5: anxiety. Does that count? All right, so you're Shaggy. I'm too fat to be Shaggy. It's fine. You'll be uh, I don't know.
4: Scrappy dude
5: You'll be the, You'll be a villain.
4: <laughs> you'll be Old Man Jenkins in the in the mask.
5: Yeah. Under you're the, were trying I, to scare everyone away <laughs> for some reason. You're,
4: you're old man Jenkins under the daisy sheet <laughs> <laughs> pretending to be a ghost.
5: Boo. They take off the mask. You you wet stain in the in the chair. <laughs> yeah, you're the villain. It's like like oh my god! It was Mr. Jenkins. The, the, the he was trying to scare everyone away with his with his ass wet. it was the perfect crime. He was trying to <laughs> he was trying to smuggle something. I don't know. That's usually that's usually the, usually the plot of the Scooby Doo cartoon. You uh, you got it.
4: Oh, God. Well, the mystery continues then, I guess.
6: It always does.
5: You know, I've done that, but I had bad (laughs) sushi to cause it. Wait, you butt peed? (laughs) Yeah, I had a really bad stomach virus one day. Oh, God. Did you have the coronavirus?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait. You. So, wait. Uh, Was it. Wait. Was it Hershey Squirts or just.
5: No, like, That's it, diarrhea, it was, if it you didn't was, know what that meant. It was like a colonoscopy laxative type of stuff. So just
0: water come out of you? So hey, butt pee. Hey, butt pee. No, I had nothing left, so
5: <laughs> it was just water. That's so cool. <laughs> I guess. I guess. I don't know. That was weird.
3: My name's Beatrice. I like Disney Channel and Picking My Ass.
0: Who the hell are you anyway?
1: Ray. Ray Skywalker.
0: Did you hear that, Leia? Yes,
1: yes Luke, I, I did. did. Who the, the hell, hell does, does she think she, think
0: she is? I know, right? Apparently, because we all hunt over the last few days. She thinks she can just use our last name. What the
1: hell? Right? Literally. Like a few days, that's as long as she's known us. And now she's a Skywalker? The cojones on this girl. Hey, I was friends with Han Solo. I didn't take his name. Hell, I married him and I didn't take his name.
0: Yeah. Hey, you know what? From that one, call me Luke 3PO. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Just call me Leia the Hutt. gross? What's that? She's calling herself a Skywalker, and yet she desperately wanted to fuck your son. Oh, right, my son. Who's a Skywalker? I know.
0: I, I didn't realize their story dealt with
1: incest. Well, to be fair, you and I made out a little. Uh, I thought we agreed never to speak of that. Sorry.
3: Smoking Hot Tongtast! <laughs>
4: Looking back now, I hope I made sense within my reviews. I know I kind of just went back and forth and muddled about a lot of things, but uh, again, I want to point out though, as much as the Last Jedi and definitely the Rise of Skywalker got on my nerves, they're still fun movies. If you like Star Wars, you're probably gonna like these movies. I mean, they're they're still entertaining. They're still really cool visually. I mean, they're beautiful visually. They are beautiful films. Uh, you know, and it's amazing to see how much technology has come over the years to really make these movies incredible Uh, and Rian Johnson and J.J. Abrams both did a great job uh, doing that Uh, it's just the story is not what it needed to be that's the bottom line is that this story was not as firm and as well built as the original story and the prequels uh you know the prequels had their problems but at least you had that strong storyline this storyline is not as strong it kind of walks on feeble ground so that that's really my whole thing is that you know even though these are still fun movies to go see if you're really invested in the star wars story and the saga you're not really gonna get a lot out of it but it's still they're still exciting movies and star wars you know is star wars and 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 rich evans from red letter Media, we've talked to some of them over there uh, Rich Evans always says that Star Wars is creatively bankrupt because they're essentially telling the same stories over and over again just with different people and while that's somewhat true because this trilogy was sort of a soft reboot of the original trilogy uh, I think there's still plenty of stories out there and I think we like to see those same stories told but in a different way and that's kind of the the idea of Star Wars and, uh, and, and I don't think the creativity is dead I don't believe creativity is is completely dead. Take a look at The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian is a fascinating TV show and is, re- I mean, it's just great, first of all. If you've not seen it, you need to go check it out. Uh, and it, it, it's all around just really interesting to watch. And, it, and it's a it's a Star Wars story from a different perspective. New people, new thoughts, new look. It's completely different. We're not, we're not paying homage to Darth Vader or Luke Skywalker. There's not really any fan service. It's all new and it's interesting. And so, there's still a lot of light in Star Wars. Uh, I sincerely believe. So if you've if you're a Star Wars fan and you've given up on Star Wars, don't. Because there's still a lot of story out there and there's a lot of creativity. We just kind of have to dig to find it sometimes. So hang in there. Star Wars is still doing great. Maybe they should just stay out of the theaters for a little while and stick to television. I think this is really working for them. Uh, There's an Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show coming on soon to uh, Disney+. And I look forward to that because I feel like it's going to be more of what The Mandalorian is. There may be some more fan service in this one because it's Obi-Wan. It's one of the main characters, but at least we'll get from a, a new perspective, a new view on things. So I, I look forward to it. I, I think that will be, that will be pretty cool. So anyway, that's my milieu on uh, Star Wars. I hope you enjoyed that. And it is time to wrap things up for this week. We're going to take a couple of weeks off, and we'll be back on March 12th with an all-new episode of the Smokin' Hot podcast Until then, you can follow me on all social media. That's at Smoking Hot Toddy on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Toddy Kamahot on Instagram. Make sure you follow my YouTube, Page Hot toddy Tube, and you can check out the Smoking Hot Podcast on the Hot toddy page of Mixcloud and the Smoking Hot Podcast pages of SoundCloud and iTunes. You can also follow some of the podcast team on social media. We'll begin with Twitter Miss pingrino at Pengrino, Sheila at Sheila Hawk, Doc Summit at Kev Summit, and Miranda at The Miranda Joe on Instagram Miss pingrino at Pengrino, Sheila at Sheila Hawkins, Doc Summit at Kev Summit, and Miranda at Miranda a panda, a Joe. We're going to wrap up this week's episode with a Star Wars parody song that I came across on YouTube. Uh, It was done by a guy named Royalish Good Looks. You should check out his page. He's got a lot of Star Wars parody songs. So many good ones. Uh, He does one uh, called Hello from the Dark Side. It's an Adele parody. It's so many good songs. And we're going to wrap up this week's episode with his parody of the Katy Perry song Last Friday Night, changed to represent... Last Jedi Night. I thought that was appropriate with this trilogy and everything. So, until March 12th, this is Royalish Good Looks saying. There's like a stir-